Hey there, friend. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something really special with you. If you are tired of feeling stuck in the wine trap and ready to reclaim your freedom, I've got just the thing. This is my free seven easiest quit tips guide. And inside, you're going to find simple, actionable tips to kickstart your journey to sobriety and discover the joy of living alcohol-free. It really is joyous. So if you're curious about how easy it can be to break free from the cycle of drinking, just head over to vibewithstephanie.com slash guide to grab your copy today. You're not alone on this journey. It's a lot easier than you think, especially with this seven easy quit tips guide. Go grab it now and then get comfy and settled in for our coming up episode. Well, hey, how's it going? I am so happy to be back. It was a little bit crazy over the holidays. I'm sure it was crazy for you too. I was trying to do so many things. And I think I just was coming across some burnout. And also, I just felt like I had to reevaluate some of my life choices because things were not going exactly the way that I had hoped. And honestly, I was running out of steam. I was running out of money. I was running in circles. I just felt like I had to take a break. There were some podcasts that I recorded, like six of them for the holidays. And I was like, look, I'm going to pre-record these. They're going to be batched and ready to go. And they were. And then I ran out of steam and couldn't bring myself to record anymore. And it's not so much the recording, but it's editing. I'm doing all the editing myself. So someone asked me yesterday, they're like, well, I couldn't find any new podcasts from you. And I said, I know. And I'm sorry. I didn't even know anybody cared if there were new podcasts because I don't get that much feedback. And I wonder how women sometimes how we're able to keep going when we're not getting positive reinforcement. (laughs) It's hard. You know, it's hard to keep going if anybody's listening, if I'm doing okay. And if you're not getting positive reinforcement, I guess it's kind of hard to keep going. So and that's not at all why I stopped. But it was part of the reason I'm like, I'm burnt out. I don't know if this is even being effective to anyone. I I got to take a break on that. So that's what I did. I took a break, if that's what you want to call it, on the podcast for a little while. But I'm back and I'm excited. I'm going to record a few today while I have some mental clarity. It's just been a little crazy. So if you know my story, I was a heavy drinker for decades. My mom died when I was 25. She was only 54 from cirrhosis of the liver from drinking. So she was a heavy alcoholic my whole life. I spent a lot of time with my Mima, who was amazing, this really nice, really classy Southern lady. But she had been married a few times. And finally, she married my Peepaw. And they were married for 25 years, but she divorced him too. I, anyway, long story, but she was quite the drinker herself, but mostly at cocktail parties, mostly in a classy way. And only on occasion would it get rowdy. But my mom was just a very, very heavy, troubled alcoholic. So it ended up taking her life. And I kind of breezed through her death by drinking and covering up the pain. And for years, I mean, she was drinking since I was a very little girl, since I was born. So I, it was nothing new to me. And I, I guess I was just in a blackout kind of state of my own. And I just had a very traumatizing childhood, a lot of stepdads, etc. But I kept drinking. And then when I became a mom, I was like, well, I'm going to be able to quit because I'll have a kid. And obviously, no, no mom would do that to her child. Wrong, 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 wrong. That was the idea. 
But I kept drinking and kept drinking. And actually, it picked up even worse after I had my son. So finally, about five years after his birth, on his fifth birthday party, I brought a big old cooler of White Claws to his birthday party at the lakefront and invited all of our friends and all of my friends drink because that's how I wanted it. I mean, I was a big drinker, so my friends needed to be big drinkers, and that's just what we do in our spare time. And so they all came to the birthday party. They brought their kids, and, you know, it was a nice birthday party. But I ended up drinking too much and getting home and drinking more and blacking out and waking up with a black eye and devastation. Just woke up in just so much sorrow. And I've had many blackouts before and a lot of trouble with alcohol in my life. But this final one was like, I just can't do this anymore. And I seriously surrendered. And I know in the way that I coach, I try to stay away from AA as much as possible, but some things do align. And one of the things is surrendering. It can't be wishy-washy. It's got to be a surrender. You have got to give it up and let it, let it go. And that's what I did that morning when I woke up, just tears streaming down my eyes. I didn't even know I had a black eye yet. I just knew how much sorrow I felt. And I texted my friends and said, oh, my God, what happened? And they, oh, you weren't that bad. And I think you fell. And, you know, but I could get little images of what I did. And, and maybe it wasn't that bad, but my son sure saw it. And uh, the more I talk to women now, it's just I can't believe how much they see and how much they hear. And it's just devastating. So from that moment on, I knew I couldn't drink anymore. I didn't know how I was going to do it because I had tried to quit before. I would always say, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And then, you know, there I'd be standing in line at the Walgreens with a big mega Merlot and a pack of cigarettes. And I'd be drinking again and back in the cycle and making excuses. And the thing is, is I didn't know how to quit. I couldn't picture a life without it. I didn't know how to get out of the cycle. It's literally like just on the other side of this decision that you have to make. It's like a, it's almost like picture yourself taking a step to the side to the side. You have to get over a little bit. And it is a step. It is a decision. It is surrendering. And speaking of the, what I said about AA, the reason that I don't go to AA is very personal to me. And I know that this is not going to relate to most, but, but it does relate to some because since I've gotten sober, I've heard women say, I just didn't want to go to AA. I did not want to have the label. I did not want to go sit in a room full of men. And I do realize that AA is women now, and it's not so much a basement church like it used to be. But in my experience, when my mom took me in and out of AA when I was little, it was not a good time. It was traumatic, really. I mean, she would date men from there, and they would relapse together. They would move in together and relapse, and it was just awful. So I think that deciding that I was not going to go to AA, thinking that that really was the only way to get sober, because that's what they'll tell you. It's the only way. It's the only way. Kept me drinking for that much longer because I didn't know how else. I only thought AA was the only way. So I kept drinking and thought, well, soon it'll lighten up. Soon I won't drink as much. It'll get better soon. No, it never does. And now that I'm sober, I know that it never will. It doesn't just go away on its own. You don't magically become able to moderate. 
unfortunately, it just picks up a lot of steam as we get older, especially for women, but I, I think men too. But for women, as we get older, it becomes harder to stop and it gets worse. It's not like it just, we stay at one level forever, unfortunately. It actually is going to get worse. So if, even if you think it's kind of under control right now, don't assume it'll stay that way because really it's not, it won't. Since becoming sober and realizing that there were other women with the same problem that we have been, we started off as like drinking lightly or happy hours with our friends or, you know, we were always just socially drinking. And then I started saying to people that I'm not drinking right now. And all of these other women would say, oh my gosh, you have to keep telling your story. You have to keep telling women. You're helping so many. You're inspiring me to quit. And I realized with every time I spoke out, someone else was being helped in some way, shape, or form, or at least I was shining a light on this issue. This is an issue. And the more sober I get, the more severe it seems to me. So I knew that I had to keep going. I knew that I had to keep speaking out about it. And I want to help as many women as possible. And I feel in the way that I coach, I don't shove Jesus or God down anyone's throat. But in my sobriety, my eyeballs have been opened. My heart has been opened. I feel as if this could not have happened without Jesus. And because I was actually saved just about a year before I quit, even though I partied hard and made a ton of mistakes in that year, I think that he was just getting me ready. He was calling me to do this. And I did not want to acknowledge that. I have never, I was not even able to say the word Jesus. I never talked to God or anything like that. So when I realized that I was being called, I was like, no, 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 no. Thank you. I'll stick to what I'm doing. I was doing leggings. I was doing skincare I, from home, like a, a network marketing, direct sales kind of stuff, which I love the athleisure. I loved the skincare. And I, I just wanted to stay put doing that. But he was like, oh, sorry, girl, you, you're going to have to talk to a lot of people in the masses and you're going to have to share your story and share your light and share the word. And I tried to deny that for, for quite a while. But now that I'm doing it, I feel this light in me and I know that I was called to do this. So I'm happy to be here. But I want to share the real life, the journey that's actually taken place since this has happened. It hasn't been easy. It's caused me to cry and, you know, it's cost me a lot of money that I did not have. I mean, I was selling leggings, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I would get a bonus from that company and it would be great, but I, I was behind in money. I've been behind in money forever and ever. This is not a money podcast or a feel bad for me podcast. I just want you to know that I'm not rolling in dough and nobody is throwing money at this thing. I don't even have advertising on this podcast, which I need. I know that there's a way to monetize this podcast and I just have to figure out how. But when I try things, it costs money. So I'm trying to create a new program, which is eight weeks and it's a group program and you get one-on-one -on -one coaching and things like that. Well, I tried to drop that over Black Friday. I was like, let's test it. Let's see if anybody wants it. Two people bought it. Two people. And which, yay, yay, I'm glad that they did, but that's not going to get us anywhere. I am not here to get rich or for the money. I hear sometimes like, AA doesn't cost a thing. Well, okay, go to AA. This is not that. In my mind, when I started all this, I thought, oh, all I have to do is talk and help. But in order to help so many people, it's a lot of output. 
it costs money to design these funnels. Like when you go to even look at a dry January, just to click on that button and all this coding and stuff that I never expected. Editing, editing this podcast. So all these services, it's about $500 a month, not including the dudes that I hired to help me design the uh, breakup with booze funnel. I mean, they cost thousands of dollars. I'm not complaining. It's just it costs money to run the show. And that is not including the copywriting girl who is amazing. And that is not including all the design. So if you see something looking crappy, that's probably because I did it. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to cut corners, but I am getting better at design and things like that. But you know, I can't design a funnel. It looks gorgeous because of these amazing creative types. And I don't want to be doing creative stuff. And I don't want to be doing tech stuff. I just want to help not be in these back corners with my head down trying to do technology. It's awful. And it never turns out correctly when I do it. So if you get some weird email, or it's backwards or not where it's supposed to be, that's because I was trying to do it myself. And that's what I mean by a funnel. There's like these emails that so if you sign up to get something free, then you're going to get an email saying, Hey, thanks for joining. Here's what you're getting for free. And here's the link. And here's a sequence and an automation for that. And I do not know how and I've tried and it's hard. So I got to hire people to do it and, and a service to do it. So if you ever get some backwards email, it's because I was trying to do it myself. And then by the time I emerge from sitting at my desk for days trying to get something together like technology or a funnel, I'm spent and I'm burnt out and I have nothing left to give. So I am trying to find balance. So that is why it, it has to equal out at some point, but it's starting to now. So I don't want you to worry. That's not why I'm talking about money. I just wanted to let you know why sometimes I have to go missing <laughs> because I just, I'm like, am I even doing the right thing? What am I doing here? If God called me here, why isn't this working? But I can see now it's been a little over a year since I started trying to help and I can see that it is helping and I am making a difference. And so I am so grateful for that. And for you, my husband is a server at a restaurant, at a sushi restaurant. So it's not like we're rolling in dough or anybody is bankrolling this thing. And thank God has been like super supportive <laughs> and he believes in me and believes in everything I try. But my kid is now in school full time. And like, if I don't make something of this, then I'm not going to be able to keep doing this. I had, like I said, I had to reevaluate my life choices. I'm like, is this even what I'm supposed to be doing? But things have gotten better. It's the new year. I've got the dry January, which we have 16 people enrolled in that. And that's a group program, which I'm going to try and make it something that runs every single month. And I'm also doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is helping a lot. It's helping people individually and it's helping me get to keep this thing going for a little while. So I just wanted, I didn't really want to open up about that or money because it's always such an uncomfortable conversation. So that's where I've been. But I'm back and I'm super excited because Dry January is going really well. I think we're on day five. Yeah, it's January 5th. And some women have said already that this is the longest they have been sober since they were pregnant 20 something years ago. And I just, I too would love your feedback. If you want to drop like a, I love your podcast or I'm listening, I would love that. I want to help as many as I can in a short amount of time without taking any more time away from my son and my husband, because I spent five years in a drunken fog, overwhelmed, what is the word, really not very grateful for the son that I was given. Like, 
a lot of times I know I was grateful and I would be so joyous and overjoyed at having him. But how can you be in a grateful, positive state when you are just in a wine fog all the time? And I feel like I took so much time away from him sitting on the back porch, drinking wine by myself or with my girlfriends that I don't want to waste any more time away from him. So when he's home from school, I want to be able to be present. And now that I'm present in sobriety, I want to be present fully with him in his face, taking walks, which we do. But I just want to really balance this out. I guess my word for the year is balance. I want to be able to help as many as I can in a way that is just so effective and amazing. I want to do these podcasts because I think that this helps. I'm able to spread the word, especially if they're the podcasts are being shared and other. I do see that like Australia listens to me. Some people in the UK listen to the podcast. So that's awesome. But, you know, let me know that you're here. Let me know that it's helping. And that way it gives me the energy to keep going because I really want to do this. But it is not the easiest thing I've ever done by any means. But your words help. And you know, you just letting me know that that you're here helps. And I'm going to try to just give and give and give as much as I can, but I've got to learn the balance and to be more present at home as well. As soon as he walks in the door, I want to be free to give to him like I'm able to give to the sober community. So that's pretty much it. I am excited. I feel refreshed. Not that I've been like off in a hotel, you know, getting spa services. But I feel like at least I have a little bit of cushion to be me again and to not not be performing from such a place of scarcity and stress. I feel renewed and excited to start this new year with you. And if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. If you're interested in their program, basically this Reinventing You program is for women who have already gotten sober and who just want to experience life in a new way, start finding new passions, start healing, and it's going to be amazing. So let me know if that interests you. I also have the Sober Up to Glow Up, which is my original program. It's $97, and it is not that I'm talking about money, but that was my very first program. It cost me thousands to like do all of this stuff and to hire this person and this person. I had no idea what I was doing. And I sold like 40 of them. And I was like, I don't know, man, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. Like this isn't going to work. This is not going to work. So but it is a great program, especially if you're just getting started. It's 30 days of videos from me to you showing you exactly what's going to happen in your 30 days of sobriety. But it's not one-on-one. -on -one, it's not a group coaching. It's just video modules that you get to watch every day. So it's, it's great. But if you're looking for more of a group thing or one-on-one, -on -one, let me know. Because I think this dry January, it's starting to look like these group challenges are where it's at. I did the breakup with booze. That was highly successful. So many people were transformed. But it was a free program. So I think I'm going to run some kind of program that can be every single month that anybody and everybody can join. And every week I will come and do a, a weekly coaching session. And then I'm very present in the group throughout the week and then have surprise guests show up. So let me know like what feels right for you, what would be good for you. I want to do what helps many 
in the best way. So let me know what sounds good to you and where you are in your sober journey. Are you sober curious? Are you sober and stagnant? Are you, you know, sober and loving life? Like, just tell me where you're at. All right. So I will let you go because I'm going to try to record some podcast in here in the next couple of hours and then get to editing. Also, if you know anybody who does editing, let me know because that part is not that fun. Taking out the ums and the likes and the you knows and the pauses. I got to take all those out and that can be pretty time consuming too. And I do not want to get burned out again. I want to lead from a place of empowerment and love and fun. So I hope you have a great day. I'm excited to see you in the upcoming year. If you haven't chosen your word, choose your word. Mine is balance. What is your word? It doesn't have to be a resolution. But what word speaks to you for the upcoming new year? And I would love to hear your word as well. We might be talking about that in the next podcast. I'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. If group coaching sounded good to you, you can go to vibewithstephanie.com slash dry January. I'm going to be running this program every month and it is four weeks of group coaching. So it'll be live on Zoom and in the Facebook group, but also recorded. You're going to get a free workbook, tons of accountability, affirmations, daily check-ins, access to me. It's fabulous. Even if you don't see yourself with a drinking problem yet, but you just want to take a break or you're just curious about it, this will be fabulous. We do lots of challenges uh, like walking and squats and showing up challenges. You'll love it. So vibewithstephanie.com slash dry January. Did you know there is one missing piece to you finally getting sober once and for all? That missing piece is mindset. That's the thing that's going to help you transform your life from the inside out. I am so thrilled to invite you to my free mindset masterclass where we dive into proven strategies to shift that mindset and really create a life filled with purpose, abundance, and joy. If you're tired of feeling stuck in those limiting beliefs and ready for a mindset of growth and possibility, then this masterclass is for you. If you're ready to rewrite your story and step into the best version of yourself, this masterclass is for you. Join me at vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass. Your mindset is the key to unlocking the life of your dreams. I can't wait to see you inside. Just go to vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass.